Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. John, good morning. How are you doing? Good night. Almost out of a set. It's late for you. Good evening. We got all uh, I'm doing well. I was. Uh, I thought you would have. Uh, you forgot me. Oh no. Uh, uh, I'm on time plus or minus five minutes. So uh, if I'm later than five minutes, then get worried. Uh, we have transition sometimes in between the shows, uh, but it's all good, folks. Uh, we're excited to be here with uh, Pastor John Trail. On our new time, every Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern. And uh, we welcome you wherever you're tuning in from. Brother John, uh, good to be back with you. Uh, would you like to open us up in prayer? Yes, I will. Mother Father, thank you once again for the opportunity to be able to share the gospel. And Father God, to have just to be a spokesman for you. That is a great privilege. And I just ask you right now, Lord, for an anointing again, because without the Holy Spirit, we're not going any place. 
And I just want to thank you right now that you will anoint me, anoint each listener. So as we study today in the Word, we're going to give us insight, revelations, understanding that would help us to live and be more victorious. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I say amen to that. Brother John, before you bring the message, uh, for those that may be tuning in for the first time, tell us about your ministry and how they can find you on the web. Well, first of all, today is June 1st, and 60 years ago, my wife and I arrived in New York Wow! as immigrants. I was 23 years old. My wife was 24. We had four suitcases, $300 to our name, and that's 60 years ago. Amazing. So, so uh, God uh, has done some great things. I mean, I was just a uh, overgrown teenager when I arrived. And uh, <clears throat> so God is good. He was in control. And he took a very rebellious person and uh, flipped him around to where I'm at today. So we have uh, a ministry um, This called... Uh, it's called European American Evangelistic Crusades. That's a mission organization. Our church is Resurrection Life of Jesus Church. And we have a church here in the greater Sacramento area. And uh, last week, for the channel, we had a, one of your listeners that listened to me last week. Um, contacted us after we we got got off the air, and uh, this this man he showed up Sunday morning. He wanted to come here. Wow! And uh, it was uh, great to have uh, an Omega Man listener come in. All right. And he's been listening to for some time. That's exciting. So, uh, go ahead. That's exciting, brother. And um, of course, folks. Uh, this is open to you if you happen to be in the area want to come out there and visit. Um, how do people reach you in the ministry? And uh, You're located uh, there in the Sacramento area, is that correct? We are located in Sacramento area. We are about, uh, I would say, about 35 minutes from, um, let's say 40, 40 minutes from downtown Sacramento. And so we are out in the countryside. So uh, you go to our website, eaec.org. And um, you'll find their um, contact numbers, uh, phone numbers, and so on. And you can either email us or call us, and uh, we will let you know exactly where we are, give you direction to our place. And uh, we have a service every Sunday. We start at 9 o'clock, and uh, we webcast that. We have prayer time first, and then... Um, I will do the preaching, so uh, nice to have you. So this guy, I'm just going to give his first name. It was very strange. His name was Remy, uh, R-E-M-Y. And uh, he was born in San Francisco, and uh, his dad was a Japanese. His mother was from Ireland, I believe. So, uh, and... uh, he was raised a Catholic, but um, later in life he got saved, and um, he's been listening to you for some time. 
Well, praise the and, Lord. Uh, he, deci- he decided to leave San Francisco, he and his wife, and they moved to Texas. And uh, so um, he had just come back uh, from Texas. He was going to visit the family here that he had in the Bay Area. And so he decided when he was in the, in the area close by that he was going to come and see him. So I spent about an hour and a half with him after the service. And uh, we discussed things. He picked up my book, Christian Dynamics Number One. Uh, he also purchased my uh, biography, and he got a couple of other uh, pamphlets, or actually writings that I'd done. So um, it was exciting to meet him. He was excited, and um, uh, he learned a lot. And uh, I believe that uh, he's, he feels called to be an evangelist. He's about 55 years old, something like that. Yes. So, um, thanks, uh, Shannon, for uh, having a program. (laughs) That's exciting. And, folks, if you'd like to go out there and visit Brother John, uh, we'll give the information out again later in the program. I encourage you to do it. Uh, Get out there and get some fellowship. And uh, also, Brother John, are you still looking for people who would like to um, uh, become students of deliverance and get training and then uh, work as part of a deliverance team there in Sacramento? Yes, we are. Um, we have uh, all the information. We have uh, manuals. Uh, we have, I have about, uh, well, I started my first cast out name was in 1969. Uh, so um, that will be six years after I arrived in the United States, actually, which is Im- unbelievable. It is. So, um, uh, if you are a man or woman or husband or wife and uh, you simply say that you would like to be trained uh, in deliverance, uh, we have an elaborate system and we do it, uh, contact me and uh, right now we can't, we can't pay anyone. You have to um, have your own place to live and uh, you, you have to uh, take care of your own personal needs. But, we, but the training is free, and um, and when people come here for deliverance, we never do charge a dime. Uh, you purchase our book, and um, I got two books, The God of the Old Testament and uh, Christian Dynamics Course Number 1, and that's the only cost. Everything else is free. Brother John, uh, you've got all the time you want today. This is our last program for today, but... Um, I wanted you to also mention something that we haven't talked about in quite a while, and that is the Christian Dynamic Series. Now, if I heard you correctly, um, last week you mentioned that uh, you're getting ready to do maybe a new printing of that. And um, what is the Christian Dynamic Series, and uh, are there any copies available now? And if not, uh, what are you planning to release them? Tell us about Christian Dynamics for a moment. Well, this is the book I started writing in the first uh, chapter, so to say, back in 1971, uh, when we were on the road, and I realized that I needed to give people something written, as when we left an area, they would have something to look at. And so the book has evolved since uh, that, and the last edition that we have, um, that we're selling right now, um, I finished that in uh, Rice in 2010. We printed from uh, 2010 to 2015. 
as he took us five years. We do have uh, probably five, six hundred copies left of Christian Dynamics number one, this particular edition. Now, the interesting thing is that uh, Charles Terrell is my nephew. And uh, Charles came to me in uh, 1999, at the end of the year. And uh, so um, I made him a... a, He started out a youth pastor, and then um, he's been... uh, He's right now with the... I'm, I'm the senior pastor, and he's a pastor. Uh, he's the one that uh, does the IT work in the ministry and his editing and things like that. But anyway, he got a son. He got he got six children, and his oldest son is Andrew. And uh, Andrew right now is uh, going to be at 19. He is, has finished his first year in college. And uh, he's a very bright young man, and he, I didn't ask him for it, but he decided that he wanted to revise um, my book. Christian dynamics, because we have uh, got a lot of things since uh, 2010, and uh, for example, in the book, uh, I talk about, you know, uh, uh, telephone landline, I don't mention cell phones, and I I got a lot of, uh, when it comes to technology and so on, we learned a lot since that time, we were predicting about soul damage, and how the soul is made up, what I'll be talking about today, so... um, He's advising that we are increasing it. We put in some more charts. We, so we're making the book more user-friendly. And uh, so uh, probably that version will be finished. Uh, uh, printing will probably be starting in the next year, in January, sometime like that. But we do have the book available right now. And uh, the current edition we have... Um, is good enough that uh, we're still using that when we do deliverances. We have so the other, the new edition will simply add some things as far as the technology goes. Uh, when I started writing the book, there was no internet. We didn't have any computers and so on. So that's that's about what that book is at. But I'm excited what he's doing, um, and he's challenging me in this way that. Um, if I, it's not clear to him, he says, no, can you prove that? What do you mean with that? And so the product is going to be a better product. If you have yes people, you know, they just, uh, like people around Joe Biden uh, or Putin, they do say, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, they're not doing you any good. But if you got people that are challenging you, uh, you either got to prove that you're right or if you're wrong, you got to change. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. So um, I'm excited about what the next uh, generation of that book will be, and that will probably last for I don't know how many years. Amen. And you know, brother, uh, just throw one thing in to consider. In addition to a hard copy, uh, you may also want to do a uh, a Kindle copy, and then uh, people can order it from you and get a, a digital download anywhere in the world instantly. So. Something to consider to have in addition to that paperback. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, now, you can do these things, uh, whereas we couldn't do it 20 years ago, for example. Good grief. So expensive back then. Uh, even to do you know self-publishing. But uh, I'm excited about this series you're doing. Folks, go to eaec.org. And with that, we're going to get started. Welcome aboard, Pastor John Terrell. And uh, again, welcome to June, uh, June 1st. 
2023. My friend, the mic is yours. Take all the time you want. Well, praise the Lord. So, the first thing I want to tell you is simply this, that I would like you to go to our website, eaec.org. You might do that now when I'm talking to you today. And we have a Google search on our homepage, and uh, type in soul damage. Soul damage. That will bring you to an article that I wrote in 2014 about the soul. And um, as you turn to that article, then there will be a graph. Uh, illustration there, graphic illustration, and the, how I laid out, uh, and which shows you the human body, the soul, the soul brain, the soul body, the spirit, and uh, the connection between that, the brain, the physical brain, and so on. So that might be very helpful for you when I'm talking to you today to go to our website, type in soul damage. That will bring that article up, open it up, and then scroll down till you hit the graphic where we have laid it out for you to see. So, we're going to continue now working on our Christian Dynamics book number four is what I'm working out of right now. And uh, this one here we're talking about now, a guidance for a Christian. The physical body is neutral. It is neither good nor evil and is essentially an expression of the soul and the spirit. So let me try to explain that to you. You heard people say you got a sinful nature and we do. But the sinful nature is not located in the body, the physical body, the flesh, it is located in the soul. And so, if you take your hand and lay it on the table, that hand is not good, is not evil, it's just there. You can, with that hand, you can pick up a Bible, um, you can go out and work. You can go and clean somebody's house. Uh, you can cook some food and give to the poor people. Uh, or you can pick up a cigarette. You can pick up a gun or shoot somebody. The hand is neutral, but it will do what the operator wants it to do that sits inside the body. This means that if the inner man is good, with other words, if you are born again, you have now a spirit born of God, so you have two components. You have now a soul body with a soul brain, and you have a spirit which is born of God. And the spirit is what you can communicate with God with. 
That's your FM radio. God simply broadcasts on FM. Your soul is an AM radio and cannot pick up the signal from God. That's why the Bible talks about the soulish man or if you are moving in the spirit. You have only to look around to see what happens when the inner man is evil and begin to appreciate what Jesus taught. And I'm going to read to you right now from Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 through 23. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. But if your eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is that it in the to be darkness, if therefore the light that is in it be darkness, how great is that darkness. Now when Jesus talked about the eye to be single, it means that when we look at something, actually our soul and spirit, that we are totally, absolutely committed to the Lord. We are single-minded. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So, your eye is basically a camera. And uh, you have two cameras. But what you see is transported into your soul brain as a picture. And if you're looking upon, uh, if you're walking around, it's like you have a video as you walk around, your camera system just put it in and you can see things happening and so on. If you put in good stuff, if you're watching good things, you are reading good material, you are simply putting in righteousness, that is going to make you good in this way, that whatever you put in, that is what will come out later, because that's how your soul brain will simply be fed. If you're watching pornography, if you are watching a movie or a video, and you're watching people being killed, tortured, you're watching people living a sloppy life, they talk about divorce and, and you have these soap operas, so to say, then that filth is going to come in to your soul brain and there is going to be darkness in you. You can see that now really play out in the United States. If I would have simply told people, let's say when I got here in 1963, if I would have had knowledge, what I have knowledge of today, and I would have said to the Christians, we need to really pray and we need to evangelize because 
50 years or 60 years down the road, I'm talking now from the 1960s, there's going to come a time when evil men and women are simply saying this, that a child might not know the gender. And so he's born as a boy, but he might feel like a girl. Or she might be born as a woman, but she feels not like a boy. So the so-called helpful establishment, which would be from your uh, school, public school system and social workers and so on, and medical doctors, they would simply look upon a boy and a girl and says, well, uh, if you really feel that you have you got a body of this gender, Hang on a minute. Let's get Brother Straight John. You, Brother John, you dropped out for about two seconds. Are you on uh, landline or Wi-Fi? If you're on uh, landline... I'm on uh, the in inlet. Okay. You're probably on the Ethernet connection, so it just may be something in the node. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Okay. If we break off, okay. just keep rolling. No problem. Okay. So anyway... When it, uh, a child gets older, let's say become 12, 13, or 14 years old, uh, now evil people says to the, for, for a girl, okay, you want to be a boy? Well, come on in here. We do some surgery on you, and we will simply cut your breast off, and we will try to shape you to look more like a man. And we have all kind of different uh, therapy that we can use. Or vice versa, with boys, they take away their male organ, they insert the artificial vagina, and uh, they simply destroy these people. There's been a number of people now, when they, these people have done that too, uh, up, get up in their 20s and 30s, they realize, I made a big mistake. Uh, this is not good, my body is messed up. I don't feel good, things not working out, and they, they want to go back to the original, what God created them to be. But now they are mutilated, and they are more or less <clears throat> going to be like eunuchs. They, they, they cannot reproduce, and their lives is destroyed. Now, where did this come from? Well, this is what I'm talking about now, that the eye is a light of the body. So we have now people that decided back in 1832, decided that we want to change society. Uh, they were into the Kabbalah. Uh, they simply said that um, we're going to bring in the Messiah that, that we like. Uh, we, they rejected Jesus. And the, the, one of the main groups, actually the key group that was founded was the Order of Skull and Bones. And uh, Skull and Bones was uh, founded in 1832 at Yale University. And uh, they take in 15 men once a year and they are selected from the, when they graduate. So it is not the fraternal organization, but you're on the campus. 
Well, these 15 men, every every year, there's 15 men, they took control of the educational system in the United States. And um, they simply decided this. We cannot change the population that is alive right now. Because in 1832, there have been great revivals. Christianity was strong. Strong churches up and down across the United States. And they said, we're going to have to do this on a long-term project. And it's going to be done via education. Now, I wrote a small book called The Bitter Fruit. And um, in the book Bitter Fruit that you can find on our website, I simply go down and I show from the very beginning of 1832 how the educational system was taken over. And they took it over first at Yale, and then they got Harvard, they got Princeton, and then they took over the uh, theological institutions, and uh, they now started to produce pastors. Actually, they, they produced people that were going to be professors. And they, then I took over our seminaries, Bible schools, and so on. And in 2023, the educational system that we have in the United States is actually run by satanic people that are simply believing that the more they sin, the more they serve God, and the more they can drag people down to a lower level, the more God is pleased. And that's where you have what they call, now it's called a woke. And you can see the craziness of it. And it is just maddening. It, it, is, it is actually insanity. Where bad is good and good is bad. So, it, what can you do now? Well, I wrote this book, Bitter Fruit, about five, six years ago. Uh, we advertise it on our website and so on. And uh, we, we sold a fair share of the book. But the problem is this. I have, for example, you're listening to me today. And you were not listening unless you were a Christian. And uh, you will not listen unless you... Uh, you know about the spirit world and you know about demons and you know about the Holy Spirit and so on. So you are what I would call an above average Christian in activity. But now it is one thing to educate you. Another thing is to get you active in the kingdom of God. And I learned this. It is almost impossible to get people active in the kingdom of God. Now, if you look about the world, the world has everything that people want to do. Uh, they got bowling leagues. Uh, they got uh, horse racing, car racing. You got uh, football, you got baseball, you got basketball, you got sailing, you got knitting clubs. There is an 
never-ending supply of activities. And some people are just involved in a bar scene. They like to go to the bars and sit and drink and be stupid. And other people like to go to the casinos and give away the hard-earned money to people that take it. Uh, casinos, they simply steal your money. It's, it's so many things. <coughs> so, and I'm trying to say to the Christians, let's begin to do something positive. Well, how do we start? Step number one is, if you haven't been saved, of course, that's where you start to get saved. And after you are saved, you want to be baptized in water by immersion. You want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you want to go through deliverance. And then, after you've done that, then you want to find out, okay, God, what can I do now? Because I told people this. Every one of you got a gifting. Every one of you have gifts. And so if you want to find out what does God want me to do, sit down and write down on a piece of paper what you are good at. What are your talents? What are the gifts that is in you? And then when you write that down, notice God is going to call you within the area you are gifted. If you are a gifted musician, you can play different instruments, you can write music and so on. He's not going to call you to go to Africa and to dig ditches and sewer trench for the people there that they're trying to lead to Christ. He's going to use you in the gift that you have. So, very simple. Find out what are your gifting. What are you, what are you good at? Are you good at singing, music, reading, uh, making things, uh, creating things? Find out, and then simply says, okay, God, this is what I know I'm good at. So it is obvious that you're going to call me in this particular area. And that is how you find out. Now, once you find that out, then find a place where you can be used. With other words, don't be a dud that goes out in the desert and say, I'm going to do this by myself. Find a church group or find a ministry that you agree with and say, well, they are trying to expose the devil, they're leading people to Christ, they're casting out devils, and so on. I can do something there. Let's say that you're gifted in uh, computers, uh, or it can be in video editing. It could be a number of different things. These are skills that are highly sought after in the kingdom of God that we need in our ministries to, to function and to do things. So, let me again read this verse here in Matthew 6, 22, then we're going to move on. The light of the, eye, of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single or devoted, 
their whole body should be full of light. But if your eye be evil, the whole body should be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness. And you can see that today on people that are not saved, that their darkness is great. I mean, it is horrible. The physical brain does not possess any personal character, nor does it store permanent memories or skills learned on earth. Now, I'm in an area here now where God has showed this to me, and this is usually not talked about in Christian circles because it is not really understood. But I've done enough funerals, including I have to have a funeral for my wife that passed away earlier this year, to notice that when a person's body dies, the soul, soul, not the soul, but the brain of that person, the physical brain of that person, dies also. And so your physical brain is a temporary computer that you are using, but that is not what you're thinking with. So let me read this here. The physical brain does not possess any personal character, nor does it store permanent memories or skill learned on earth. All these things are contained in the soul and the spirit, and particularly the soul brain. Therefore, when a body dies, it goes to the grave or returns to the dust from which it was created. But the soul and spirit are eternal. You have inside, I have inside of me, a spirit body. It consists of a soul and a spirit. We are triune, just like God is triune. We got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And when the physical body dies, the redeemed soul and body and spirit continue to heaven with all the memories education and skills that were vested in them. When you come to the place that you bought, that you're going to check out for this earth, all the skills that you have accumulated, all the memories that you have accumulated, all experiences you have accumulated, are recorded in the soul brain. The spirit contains your knowledge about God. This is where you have your Bible knowledge. This is where you have your understanding of the spirit world. This is where you have your understanding of God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. So, 
two components. You have skills, which will be in the soul brain. You have the spiritual things, which will be in the spirit. When I'm speaking to you right now, the way it works is that it comes, the Holy Spirit is, have, I have now what I call a faith, a live faith <clears throat> that goes into my spirit. That is then transferred into my soul brain, which then is transferred over to my physical brain, and then it goes to my mouth. In this case, we're doing audio, and the message then would it be, that the Holy Spirit wants to get out to you is coming out and you pick it up with your ears and it goes into your soul brain and from there to your spirit and to your spirit that you either understand or do not understand what I'm trying to tell you today. So it might seem complicated, but it's very simple in this way. You have a body of flesh that's a vehicle, that's a car. You have to have that to be on earth. But all activities are done in the soul brain and in the spirit. So when you get up into heaven, you're going to walk in there because the soul, soul body has legs and arms and ears and eyes and so on and the mouth. Your physical body is a replica of your soul body. So look at, listen to this now. When the physical body dies, the redeemed soul and born again spirit continues to heaven with all the memories, education, and skills that were vested in them. If a man dies in his sins, the unredeemed soul is taken to hell where he retains the memories of life on earth along with a regret that he rejected the gospel message. Jesus had a teaching. He talked about the rich man. And the rich man died and went to hell. And he remembered everything what he had done. And he was communicated to Abraham at that time was in the paradise which was under the earth before Jesus was resurrected and uh, he had everything contained the only difference between a rich man in hell was he didn't have a physical body but everything else was there so when you get up to heaven you will have total knowledge of everything that took place on earth that you were involved in. You have memory of loved ones. I'm sure when I get to heaven, one of the first things I want to do is I want to go and see Jesus. Um, I'm going to go to but the Bible that in the book of Revelation, they stand in front of the throne and they sing. I'm going to go there and sing. And uh, I'm going to try to get an audience with Jesus. I would like to talk to him first. But then, after I've done that, I would like to meet my wife and uh, sit down and, and just talk with her and see how she's doing, you know, and 
say, well, praise God, you know, we made it to heaven, here we are now. Uh, we started out uh, in Sweden, moved to the United States in 1963. Uh, we were married, and uh, we did service on the earth, we the ministry. Now we're here. And after I've been talking to her for a while, I'm, I want to see my parents, because we led, I led my parents to Christ. And um, she led her parents to Christ, and I'm sure I want to go and see my father-in-law. They were very nice to me, and I want to talk to them and see how you're doing. You, you enjoy yourself up here. And then I'm, I'm going to really be doing some exciting things. Um, I'm going to look up Moses. <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, Moses, I read about you. I preached about you. Tell me. Was I accurate, or how do we do on that? I would like to uh, meet a number of other, I'd like some of the prophets. Uh, I would like to meet uh, Elijah and uh, talk to him. I would like to talk to King David and say, hey, King David, uh, what, what made us to mess up so bad on earth? I mean, you know, you were good, but you're also bad. And... Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. And then I, want to, then I want to go, it's one person I want to meet, and that's the Apostle Paul. I'm going to say, hey, Paul, <laughs> I'm John Terrell. I'm from the 19th and 20th century, actually about the 20th and 21st century. And um, I talked a lot about you, read your stuff there in the Bible and so on. And I'm going to ask you now, what was the thorn in the flesh that you had? You, you, you never really identified it. So tell me now, what was your thorn in the flesh? Can you see, understand how great it's going to be when we get up into heaven? We have all our memories. We got all our faculties. We got a body. We got a spirit. And to walk around and to talk to the characters that we have read about in the Bible, people that have been before us, to our loved ones that had gone before us. Can you imagine the joy? And, and, and that just, I mean, time would just fly as we were doing that. And so this is something you can look forward to. But at the same time now, remember this, that you now have to guard your soul so that you don't get any stuff negative coming in it. As far as I know, this is my understanding. I don't have a Bible verse on this. The spiritual and emotional maturity attained before death will be what you will have in eternity. This is my understanding. The maturity that you have when you die the knowledge you have the skill set you have whatever level you are that is the level that you will stay with for the rest of eternity because in heaven in the, in the new heavens there will not be a devil there will not be demons, there'll be nothing, there'll be no temptation, there'll be no what do you call it challenge 
So what here on earth we develop because we are challenged all the time. But there will be no challenge. So I want to make sure that I do my best to develop myself as much as possible. I can tell you this. If you compare me at the age of 10, then at the age of 20 and 30, and now while in my 80s, the maturity, the knowledge that I have today, I did not have when I came here 60 years ago. I was just fresh out of college. One of these stupid college kids get out of college and think you know he knows it all. And I was immature, childish, had an arrested development spirit. I mean, I was in a mess. And God said, well, he's in a mess. But we know this, that he will repent. He will change. And so I can see my maturity today is vastly different than when I was 23 years old. And I want to continue to develop my maturity, my understanding of the word, and so on, so that I want to do, get as much as possible so when I graduate, my body dies, and I'm transferred to heaven, I want to have accumulated as much as I can. So I could probably do more. I'm not going to be the brightest in heaven. There's going to be people that are going to be much brighter than me. But at least I'm going to have some kind of brightness. I'm going to have more than I did when I was 23 years old. So let me go back again here, and I want to hammer something in here today. As far as I know, the spiritual emotional maturity attained before death would be what you retain in eternity. Now, information-wise, we are going to learn a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, the technology in the spirit world, in heaven, is beyond what we can even think and dream about. We are going to learn immensely, so that part is going to grow when we get to heaven. We're going to get an enormous amount of information, and we're going to grow in knowledge and understanding and be skillful in whatever we God put us to do. But emotionally, that is your emotions, your ability to process, to carry yourself, that is developed here on earth. When we get to heaven, our knowledge will be increased. We will know all the things that God has done. And what he has in store for us. But our maturity is developed solely on earth. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 and 14, we read this. For out of foundation 
can no man lay that that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon his foundation gold, silver, precious stones, word haystubble, <clears throat> every man's work should be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because he shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which is built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And in 1 Corinthians 5.10 we read this, For we must all appear before the judgment of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body, according to it done, whether it be good or bad. What shapes your maturity? What shapes it? It is shaped by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God. I used to have an extremely hot temper. I would fly off at the slightest thing. I'd get foul-mouthed and I'd just get beyond myself, beside myself. But through the Word of God, through praying, I have learned to temper myself. A lot of people, let's say, for example, if a man is uh, trying to hang a picture and he's trying to pound in the nail and he hits his finger, uh, most people would call upon the devil, they would curse and scream and so on. Um, if you have a person really been sanctified, he would call on God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. He would say, oh, Lord, this really hurts. Holy Spirit, come and heal it. Take away the pain. A lot of you hurt people, they just call on the devil, you know, and they swear up and down and so on. So, what I'm trying to tell you is this. In your life, before you have a reaction, quickly pray. What does the Bible say about this? Well, the Bible says you should be meek. We should not scream at people. We should be loving. We should be kind. So, Deceptor says, okay, that's what the Bible says. So, I'm going to start reacting according to biblical teaching when people scream at me or they call me bad names I'm not going to upset I'm going to do what Jesus said bless those that curse you pray for those that hurt you and do good unto your enemies this is how you build your character this is how you build your maturity by simply saying I am trying to get all my reactions to be filtered through the teaching of the Bible and hopefully, prayerfully, I will be able to master this and have a maturity when people can call you bad names and you just look at them and say, I forgive you, God bless you, dirty little soul. Then you have maturity. Well, my time is up here today, and uh, we talked about a lot of things. 
So again, let me just say this to you. If you want to have the, I have follow me a written outline here from piece from my book number four. And if you simply say, well, I would like to have that outline to see what he's teaching from, you can have it. Just contact us and say, heard uh, John on the, Pastor John on the Man Radio, and I'd like to have the material he was teaching from, and we send it to you. And if you live in the greater Sacramento area, I would love to have you come and visit our church on Sunday. Uh, we have a service at 9 o'clock, and... Um, just go on our website, eac.org, and um, there's a contact form there. Just contact us like this guy Remy did last week, and we had a great time last Sunday after he came here. Let's talk about finances right now. You, there might not be a whole lot of you, but if everyone would do something, remember this. Shannon Davis has a family of three children. He lives in Indonesia. He needs money to pay for rent. They need to eat food. They need to have things just like you do. And if you think that this program here was worth a few dollars, would you go to his website and simply say this, I'm going to donate X number of dollars. Some of you might only be able to donate five bucks. Well, five bucks is five bucks. If 10 people do that, that's 50 bucks. So don't think, well, I can't give a whole lot. Give what you can and keep Shannon going because this is his program. I'm his guest. I don't pray for this. I just come and do some teaching. And if you want to, if you don't live close by us and you want to watch us on Sunday, go to our webcast. And it's on, on our web page, eac.org, and you find that weekly webcast. Just click on that. It's Sunday morning, 9 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you can watch us pray and preach and be part of us. So with that, back to you, Shannon. Brother John, thank you for coming on today. What shall we title this for the archive? <laughs> yes, but it's every week. <laughs> Um, why don't we call this the soul and the spirit the soul and the spirit okay excellent and um, I have done a horrible job brother John of maintaining the archives with titles over the years and that's changing now Um, I have a brand new opportunity to do it as I've got a new uh, server where we're putting all the shows going forward and when you get to the point that we have here that we've got 10,000 plus shows and people complain and rightfully so hey uh, I'm looking at your archives and there's no titles all I see is an episode number and the name of the guest I don't know what the program is about so do I don't know if I have want to listen to it or not that's a good complaint and uh, I take responsibility of that because I do ask for these titles, and then even so, I haven't been updating them. But uh, I am changing that. So, folks, uh, I'm not going to upload a, a file unless you have a title with it going forward. So, this is this the impetus is then on me to get get my butt in gear and do it for you because I want you to have these shows. So, um, praise the Lord. 
Brother John, what an honor to work with you, my friend. Uh, congratulations on that anniversary. That's pretty cool. And um, just out of curiosity, do you still have any family living back in the old country of Sweden? Or did it? I have uh, two cousins uh, oh. that are still living back there. And uh, they are uh, in their uh, 70s in other areas. So uh, uh, most of my, my family members are uh, either in heaven or in hell. Okay. But a lot of the family moved, moved over to the States. Uh, so that's good to have some family. No, the, only one I, the only one I moved to the States was me and my wife, and then I brought my brother over. Okay. Well, your family has grown then because you've got uh, nephews and um, you have any nieces or are they all boys? I got two nieces and four great nephews. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, that's I got more than that. I, I got the, the, then that's what Charles has. Uh, his sister has three children, two boys ah. and one girl. Okay. Because I'd seen some pictures of the family, I think, that were posted on Facebook. And I thought, man, that's cool. you got family here too that came over. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, you know, I've got, by the way, I've got to introduce you to a friend named Robert Avila. Um, he may call on you for some help at some point with some contacts. He's an American who's married to a Ukrainian girl, and they were living in Ukraine up until the war started, and they literally had to flee, as many people did, uh, before they couldn't get out. And as refugees, uh, they ended up in Sweden. And so they've been over in Sweden, I think, a year and a half, and... Um, uh, boy, what a learning curve, I think, they had to go through. Going to a, a totally new place, no contacts. And there's a big community, apparently, of Ukrainians that also came over and took refuge there. I think they're taking refuge everywhere. Um, in closing, I just learned a few months ago that there's 50,000 people, combination of Ukrainian and Russians both, that uh, took refuge here in Bali. I run into them all the time. And I don't understand what they're saying when they're speaking their language, but I can say, I know it's out of Ukrainian or Russian, but I was given that number, 50,000 in Bali alone, uh, you know, poor poor souls, you know, trying to take refuge and get out of there. I wouldn't want to be back there. I saw some footage, Brother John, of the Ukrainian army. They were going into universities and grabbing students out of classroom and compelling them into service in the military. Uh, that's pretty horrible. Just grab you out of the seat, throw you in there, cannon fodder. Uh, at any rate, Brother John, we love and appreciate you. Give out your website again. EAEC.org. Okay. We'll see you next week, brother. Love you. God bless you. Love you too. God bless.